0: Hey guys, welcome back to the e-commerce titans podcast. And on today's podcast episode out of the e toolbox, I've got Gareth here, who's the um, business development manager at the Dimnico agency. And we both essentially speak with prospective clients that are looking to come on board with us. So we jump into a lot of ad accounts. We have a look at a lot of brands, audit their ads and their marketing and everything and kind of you know put together a roadmap from where they are now to where they want to be. And on this um, podcast episode, we wanted to discuss the concept of how much to spend at each stage of the funnel. Gareth was talking to me earlier saying that this is like a big question that even exper- like very experienced people still kind of get stumped by of like, how much generally should I be spending on say top, middle, bottom, and you know, loyalty campaigns? Um, and Gareth's going to dive into what we do with our clients um, and how much we spend on each stage. And we're going to talk about why it's important as well. So we'll discuss that. So Gareth, do you just want to introduce yourself and then we can dive into the topic?
1: Yeah, sure. Hey guys, I'm Gareth. I'm obviously a business development manager at D'Amico. Um I chat to clients on a, on a daily basis. And so we know what clients are going through in terms of really making sure that they maximize conversion. So yeah, excited to be chatting to you guys today.
0: Awesome, dude. So yeah, tell, tell us a little bit about like, you know, you said from your experience, a lot of people are still asking this question and- always writing down notes of like, okay, I should be spending this much here and here. So yeah, tell me like, what, how much should each person be spending on each stage of the funnel?
1: yeah so like i said earlier every single entrepreneur that i chat to when we share this information they always always jot it down so it's really really important for them to know um it's, it's a bit of agency insight from our side but typically top of the funnel we spend about 70 percent of our ad spend there this is obviously a cold audience we wanted to spend as much as we possibly can so we can test and, and understand how that audience converts Um, When we're looking at the the middle of the funnel, that's where we'd spend about 12.5% of ad spend. So we break it down a little bit more. Um, Bottom of the funnel, again, 12.5%. And then we leave 5% for retention, which is obviously really important from an email marketing and SMS perspective, keeping in touch with the clients that you've already onboarded as a client. So yeah, those those are the, the percentages that we spend
0: in each stage. Awesome. Yeah. And like for you guys watching or listening to this podcast, like... Obviously, just think of your marketing as a big funnel, right? Obviously, at the very top, that's where the biggest portion is. You've got to spend the most. That's where the most amount of customers are going to come from. And as you go down, a little bit less. As you go down, a little bit less. As you go down, a little bit less. Now, as you go down every stage of the funnel, we do expect that the return is higher. You know, If your return on top is two or three, middle might be four, bottom might be five, retention might be six or you know whatever it may be for your business. Um, but you're not gonna be spending as much money on those areas, right? And obviously it's a funnel. So if you stop putting cash in the top, you're not gonna have anything down the bottom. It's just like if you pour water in the top you know, and you stop, there's nothing down the bottom. So a lot of people try and spend a lot of money on their retargeting. Like I came across an account and they were spending about 80% of their budget on retargeting and they were wondering why their frequency was like 30 and they couldn't scale. And I was like, because you're spending nothing on top of the funnel. Um, so it's really important for you guys that you need to you know, segment your budgets as Gareth said, so that you are kind of consistently pushing people down the funnel. Now, just to be very clear, we are trying to get conversions at every step of the funnel. We're not trying to put people in and then only retarget them later to buy. We want them to buy at every stage of the funnel. And if we're profitable to our top of the funnel, then we know that we can really scale up the spend. So, you know, if you're spending a hundred bucks a day, that's $70 a day on um, top of the funnel. Spending a thousand bucks a day, that's seven hundred. Ten thousand bucks a day, that's 7,000, et cetera, right? So that's really important. Um, And Gareth, tell me a little bit about like, you know, when we set up top, middle, bottom and retention, like, you know, we obviously set up in a way that there's less overlap. And do you just want to explain a bit about how we do that um, to everyone listening?
1: Yeah, so obviously when we when we set up campaigns, we make sure that when we're speaking to each part of the funnel, we obviously don't overlap to the other parts of the funnel. We want to understand that there are different customers at different parts of the funnel and we're wanting to speak specifically to them. We're also not wanting to show um, different, different customers, different parts, different media in... in oh. Yeah, different you know,
0: media. Yeah, different creators on different stages of the funnel. Like, you know, if you're speaking to your bottom of the funnel, these people that have been to your website, you're probably going to show them different ads to people that have never come across your brand, right? So you definitely want to segment it there as well. And just want to touch on like, because like a lot of people stuff up the exclusions um, in ads. So like, let's say for top of the funnel, let's just kind of go through each stage actually while we're here. Like, what are the different exclusions that, you know, yeah, you know, obviously it's different for every business, but just you know, generally, theory speaking, like, what are the exclusions that we're putting on our clients' ads?
1: So when we're talking about at the top of the funnel, we're wanting to obviously exclude our engaged audience and our war, and our website visitors. Those are those are big exclusions that we're wanting to focus on from the top of the funnel. When yeah. we're looking at the middle of the funnel, we're obviously wanting to want to exclude our website visitors, um, speaking to our engaged audience specifically. And then the bottom of the funnel, we're want obviously wanting to to exclude the middle and the top of the funnel. So we're wanting to exclude our cold audience and our engages, focusing on really handling objections and making sure that they convert as a client
0: yeah so you know if you're targeting your top you're excluding your middle bottom customers if you're targeting your middle excluding your bottom and retention you're targeting your bottom of funnel you're getting rid of your customers so that as gareth said earlier you know there's no overlap and you can get the messaging right to each stage of the funnel that's like really important and it's like that that in theory is the best way to do it in reality, it's not always like that. You know, some accounts we do it um, with less exclusions, some we have very tight exclusions, but this just makes like the most sense, right? If you are got your top of the funnel that's targeting cold traffic and know that people that have engaged been to your website or bought, they don't see your ads, which is good because you know that every dollar you spend on top of the funnel is going to brand new people. So that if that is profitable, then it's a very scalable business. Like a lot lot of the accounts that we speak to, Gareth, people might have profitable campaigns, but they always say, but I'm struggling to scale. I want to scale, don't know how to do it. Every time I scale, I hit a ceiling. I don't know how to go past this certain level of spend. It's just just a classic line. And I always just know, I'm like in my head, there's two major things that are stopping them. Exclusions and probably like their creatives. They're just like massively massively gaps that they don't have. Um, uh, Probably also their experience as well. Like, you know, if you haven't spent a thousand bucks a day on ads and you're spending 500 bucks a day, it's scary. Like how do you double my budget to that level maintaining results? Like if you don't have the experience to do it, you you often can't. Um, Do you kind of want to explain to people as well, listening, like let's come, don't go to the creatives. So if someone's say showing top of the funnel ads to brand new people, how would that differ yeah. to someone who's say bottom of the funnel, like the creative? Like what would be different about it?
1: So top of the funnel, we're looking to create awareness and we're looking to inform. These are this this is your cold audience; they know nothing about you, so you really need to create that awareness and and, and build on your brand reputation and understanding yeah. at that stage. When we're looking at the middle and the bottom of the funnel, these are more educational posts these are posts that are are wanting to handle objections so Mm. any objections that you your consumers potentially have about your brand about your product we're wanting to handle those objections whether it be a price point sensitivity a quality factor all of those need to be handled so that the, the the consumer is able to actually purchase and and overcome those 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 issues that they find with with the product
0: awesome and like i always just try and strip things back just to like the most basic thinking, you know, just like if I'm speaking to like a five-year-old person, I'm like, all right, let me explain to you top, middle, bottom of the funnel. (laughs) How are you going to explain it to someone like that? And this is what I do. I'm like, all right, if someone's never heard of your brand, your your store, your website, you need to speak to the reasons why they would want to go to the website, why they would want to buy your product, right? And everyone buys for a different reason. Maybe there's like, you know, you've got your e-com store or whatever, and you've got 10 different main reasons people buy your product, you know, one or two of them are going to bring a majority of your customers. So you're going to spend majority of your time on creatives and messaging for that audience for your top of the funnel, right? Like, let's just take um, like an example from one of our clients, like a supplement client, for instance. Um, they're, they're the main reason why people buy from this, um, from this brand is because like it's a, it's a children's supplement client, for instance, and they these kids are like having tantrums, they're acting out, they're behaving uh, badly, they can't focus. These are the problems that the parents are experiencing with their kids, right? And the the product helps solve that problem, so that um, you know they don't have those problems anymore, and then they're in a better mood and whatever they can focus better, you know, not less of a pain or whatever it may be. So the ads at top of the funnel speak to the problems it's like are your kids experiencing this it's for this reason here's our product that solves this problem and here's the people that it's helped and these are all the benefits and the features and authority social proof whatever you're kind of taking them on a journey of like hey you don't know anything about us but are you experiencing this problem or here's a reason why our product might help you or why it might benefit you go buy it and definitely, you know, awareness and informing, but we're definitely still trying to get them to buy. And that's a really important um, concept that people need to understand is we don't spend money on the top of the funnel for the sake of it. Like we're getting these people to purchase. And that's why I say create ads speaking to the reasons why they buy because we're going to get them to buy. And if they don't, then we've got all the objection handling content at middle and bottom of the funnel that's going to get them over the edge. Um does that? Do you have anything to add to that, Gareth?
1: No, I completely agree with you. Just make sure that your creatives speak to individual parts of the funnel, and that you're speaking to the consumer in that part of the journey. Really, really important to to bring them through.
0: Yeah, awesome. And let's talk quickly just about like different um, creatives for like middle and bottom of the funnel. You know, like for instance, you might have like a review video or something like that, right? Yeah. Like, what are some content types that people could? start running or testing for the middle and bottom of the funnel?
1: Oh, there's tons. So we can look at things like reaction videos, product showcasing videos, Unboxings, um, a simple text between friends on how uh, talking about product quality and mm. and how surprised they were at how incredible the product is. Those are things that really really convert because you're creating that social proof. You're also building yeah. on on the feeling that the consumer has receiving that product, and that's powerful stuff. That's converting media, and that's the kind of creators that we like creating.
0: Yeah, exactly right. I always just trying to think like like you said before around objections. It's like if, just if you're, if you're sitting here listening to this podcast and you're like, all right, I get this, but like like I don't really know what the objections are or whatever. Just ask yourself this question. It's like, okay, you've got the top five reasons people buy your product, you know, A, B, C, D, whatever. Then ask yourself, why haven't they purchased from you yet? Okay, they haven't bought yeah. from my brand because um, they don't know if it works. They don't know if customers trust this brand or like they don't know if, you know, they've even got customers. They don't know about the quality. Is there a guarantee? Is it too expensive? Like, you know, these I just listed five off the top of my head. There'd be 10, 20 different reasons why they haven't purchased from your brand yet, right? Your ads, middle and bottom of the funnel is about handling those objections. So as Gareth said before around like quality, maybe you had a video Showing like the unboxing experience and and like a customer talking about the phone or the quality of the product or whatever it is, that would handle the objection of quality. Then someone else's objection is like price. I Actually, saw a really good ad um, today that was talk that did this, handled this really good. It said something like uh, this woman was talking about like you know last year I spent two thousand five hundred dollars on supplements and my health got worse. That was like the opening to it. And then she was talking about how she spent all this money and lost, like didn't, didn't improve her health. And then she found this product and this brand and she's been using it for a month and her health's been way better than the last 12 months. And she's spent like 50 bucks or whatever. And like, if you saw that ad, which I did, I was like, holy shit. Like that's a strong, like competitor comparison ad. It's like, you could spend two and a half grand for the last twelve months, and it not improve your health, or try this one that I like. I was struggling, and I found them. I spent fifty bucks, and my health, um, you know, been improved. Like you know that that one I just exa- said there. That would handle like the price objection as well as like competitor comparison. You know, better than competitors. Why should I buy from you versus someone else? Like, why are you different? This is another way you could handle that. Anyway, I kind of just went a bit rogue there. Um, but yeah, like any other thoughts you have on different um different types? Like I know we were talking about today, uh, like. Taste testing ones. Like, give, give an exa- Can you give an example, Gareth, of like how someone might run that for a, a, a particular type of brand?
1: Yeah. So I saw one just the other day that was really, really cool. It was basically a mashup of a whole bunch of people's different reactions to a specific um to tasting a specific product mm. and they were all really really cool had a really cool um audio clip in the background really made it fun and and engaging that's the kind of stuff that's that's that converts that's the that's a media that people should be looking at creating really ugc based so user generated content stuff that comes from your users themselves but something that's engaging and makes people aspire to to other feel that way or buy that product
0: yeah awesome and like just to kind of um sum that that sentence up that you said like let's say someone's objection about this brand is oh, i don't know if i like the taste of it and then they see a video that you just explained where it's like got 20 different people saying it tastes amazing reacting the first time that they taste it and it's like super positive you know that handles the yeah. taste objection as well as like it builds more trust because there's like 20 different people trying it You you might not have 20 different clips for all you guys listening um, of different pieces of content, but just film, like if you've got the product in your house and you're trying to sell it, film yourself tasting it and enjoying it. Get your parents, your brother, your friends, some of your customers, whatever. Often people overthink this stuff. It's like, oh, I've got all these ideas and I want to get all this content, but I don't know where to start. It's just like, okay, don't you're putting this big wall there to make your life difficult. It's just like, What's the first step you can take? All right, I need to film a video that's unboxing. I've got the product. I've got my phone. Let's just film a video. And like, don't mean don't need don't think like it needs to be professional and amazing and all this kind of stuff. The best stuff converts is like super organic. And just to kind of uh, make you guys understand, one of our old clients, a pregnancy box subscription company, this is really funny. They had this video running for like two years when we started with them. And it was this unboxing video that was like the most pixelated thing you've ever seen. It was just horrible, but it was converting. And we said, all right, well, this is converting. Let's remake it. So we literally made the exact same video, but like, you know, 4k or whatever. And it just was just horrible. (laughs) Like the results were just no good. So like that just kind of shows you the emphasis of things don't need to be professional. They just need to be, you know, you don't know what's going to work best for your brand. So just test it, see what happens. Um, but, you're better off testing like volume of creatives and audiences and things like that versus trying to find the perfect thing. You know, it's like 80, 20 year you know, focus on the stuff that's going to bring in the most amount of results. And in, in the reality with marketing is you have no idea what's going to work. You could put all your effort into this like amazing thing and it just flops. Or you spend five seconds taking a photo of your product and it just crushes it. Like, who knows? Anyway, um, that's kind of everything we wanted to talk about in this podcast. Just a, is there anything you want to add, Gareth? Before I sum, sum sum it all up.
1: No, that's it. Like you said, just focus on on volume versus perfection in your creatives, and and test as much as you can. That's going to put you in a good place.
0: Yeah, awesome. And like, just 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 a, one last point on that. I know I kind of always just go on random tangents, but whatever. Um, think like think about it. Right, you might spend two weeks perfecting a creative, and then you start spending a hundred bucks a day on it. Right. And then it flops after seven days and you get bad results. I might spend a day putting together 10 creatives and then I spend hundred bucks a day and five of them convert, five of them don't. But I've got so much more data, so much more like things that are going to work than you do because you've spent so long trying to be per- a perfectionist. And that's just not the, na- that's not how you're going to win in marketing. And even if your thing does perform, I will be in a better position because I've tested more things. Right, your thing might perform, but it's not going to perform um, nearly as well as the, the the volume of things that I've tested. And that's what we're all about now. Our agency is like really testing a whole bunch of different things. You know, heaps of audiences, heaps of creatives, heaps of strategy to find what works. And then once we found those, scale them up. A lot of brands and agencies and you know you know freelancers or whatever they try and only find a few things that work. Scale them. And then it stops working and they got nothing to fall back onto. But we've tested a hundred things, 50 fail, 50 work. And then if 20 of those things stop working, we still got 30 that are working. It's like, that's how we kind of build a very strong foundation in a lot of our brands' accounts to be able to scale. So just thought that was really important. All right, just to kind of summarize the whole podcast, guys. um, The main whole topic of this was how much to spend at each stage of the funnel. So top, middle, bottom, and retention or loyalty, and as Gareth said, about 70% top of the funnel, 12.5 middle, 12.5 bottom, and then 5% for retention. And if, you, if you're if you not running retention campaigns, make it 70% 15-15. And if you are running retention, 70, 12.5, 12.5, and 5%. Um, I definitely would encourage running retention, especially if you have a product that people buy again and again, because you're going to get some really cheap conversions there. And obviously the reason we segment our audiences into top, middle, bottom, and retention is so there's less overlap, so we're not wasting money, as well as the creative messaging being accurate to every stage of the funnel. But yeah, hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. Um, Thanks so much, Gareth, for jumping on and recording with me. It's always a lot of fun when we just have a chat. Um, And if you guys listening, you know, want to have a conversation about potentially having us look inside your ad account, you'll be lucky enough to have either Gareth or myself jumping on a call with you and we'll dive into your account. We'll, you know, have a look at your business. We'll audit it and um, you know, give you a whole bunch of value you know, that's specifically tailored to your business. You can jump onto our website, you know, dimnico.com, um, put your application in, book a call, and then we can have a chat. Um, but make sure you guys subscribe to the podcast, subscribe to the, um, the channel, and we look forward to seeing you in the next one. And thanks again, Gareth.